Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Alex Garing. And I'm Bobby Howe. What's going on, Alex? What's oh, doing in your world? Not a whole lot. Just rocking and rolling like usual. Yeah. What about you? Uh, let's see. I got all kinds of fun things going on. So today they're putting a... Uh, a brand new roof on my house, which is, you know, it's always fun when you get to put a new roof on your house. What's even more fun is when you get to put a new roof on your house four years after you already put a brand new roof on your house. Uh, what happened? So uh, the first roofer that I had, apparently he did not use long enough nails when he put plywood out there. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's apparently it's a thing. Um, so when we bought our house uh, four and a half years ago, um, we had a wood shake shingle roof, which is really hard to get insurance for. Mm-hmm. But we did our research and uh, we um, found an insurance company that would insure us. And then 15 days after moving in, we got a letter that said, you have three months to change out your roof or we're not going to insure you anymore. Oh, my gosh. Which is fun because after you've just spent all your money to buy a new home, which you're in the process of right. doing, yeah. you don't typically have you know a lot of money left to put a roof on that you weren't planning on. So we did that, and uh, we put a new roof on, and then now when we were taking down Christmas lights this last year, I noticed these like big, I don't know how to explain them other than big pimples, these big humps on my mm, roof, mm-hmm. and I asked my husband, and he's like, huh. So he goes up in the attic, and he discovers places where the uh, plywood has warped so bad you can actually stick your hand between oh, no. the rafter and the plywood, like an entire hand, like it's that warped. Um, so we got some, some roofers out to look at our roof, and they determined that the... When they took the old roof off and put brand new plywood on, they did not use long enough nails, which has been interesting because over the last few years, like in the middle of the night, you'll hear this really loud cracking sound. It almost sounded like everything was settling up in the attic. We couldn't figure it out. It was nails popping out is what we've discovered. Wow. Has has happened. And so uh, we're putting up. How old is your house? Uh, It was built back in 1962. So it's it's an older home. Um, But yeah, we're going to put a brand new roof on jeez again i'm sorry no it's okay and it's like people are like well is the old guy coming back i'm like i'm not having letting the old guy no. anywhere you can stay away near. from it. and it's hard for me because his mom's a realtor mm. so it's real so when people want to know who he was and talking about it i don't want to drag her through the mud sure though her, her son is a dirtbag um oh. in my opinion well because how we do had, you feel <laughs> i don't well, blame you at all we had leaks within six months and he wouldn't come oh, back out to deal no. with leaks and so um yeah but that's that's good um so he's not on your vendor list he's not on my vendor list. <laughs> actually i don't even i'm not even sure he's still in business to be quite honest with you oh gosh um it's no worries um and let's see what else is going on oh i just got back from chicago how was uh, that it was amazing did you see nobu i did see nobu I love me some Nobu. He's so much fun. Um, and I got to see our um, incoming HMLS president, Mr. Michael Pierce. So we were up there oh. with Kip for Leadership Summit, which all the incoming MLS and um, board presidents um, get to go up there for a uh, three-day training in Chicago from the National Association. And awesome. So it's, it's always really good. And I'm in Chicago, it seems like, every other month anyways. So going up in August is always a really, really good time. But how close are you getting on doing your closing? Uh, we close, close here at the end of the month. Yay! Yeah. Okay, are you buying new furniture? Are you buying new things for the house yet? Um, yes, actually, we've been buying new things for that. We, you know, we had to buy some new things anyway because mm-hmm. we had to replace some of our smart home stuff. Actually, oh. so we've already gotten our new Nest, and we've gotten our we've we've picked out a fridge. Uh, got is it a new, smart? It no, okay. you know, I thought about that. I'm still kind of what in is on that. up with that? Uh, the screens weird. on my fridge, and yeah. also I don't have anything else that's Google, and I think the only screen thing is the Samsung Google base right. thing, and I don't want to have to be Mixing. like, sure. And what am I gonna do? Be like, 
okay, fridge, tell me about, like, this just seems stupid to me. I've got an, a, an echo show in my kitchen already. You know, I right. don't, why do I need my fridge? The camera thing, I guess. You sound old, just so you know. You I, know, I, it's well, funny, though. I'm an old soul. You are an yeah. old soul. But, but, but I don't need to see my right. the inside of my fridge. No, like, I don't. I, I don't need that. No. I just have a memory, people. Like, do you have eggs? Yes or no? And if you can't remember that, you don't cook enough to ever buy eggs again. Like, period. If you can't remember what's in your fridge, that means that you don't use the stuff that's in your fridge, and you should just get HelloFresh. Yes. This episode brought to you by HelloFresh. They're not my favorite. I'm just kidding. They're They're not not my favorite. favorite. What's your favorite? I've I've used, like, all of them at this point. Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. Have we? I don't know. Maybe not. Have we talked about this? (laughs) I don't know. So uh, my very first one I ever used was Blue Apron. And that food, it took way too long to, to make. It's too and it fancy. Was, it was too fancy. Yeah, I, I, I'm with I am you. not that fancy. And then we did uh, HelloFresh. I like them. They I like them a lot better yeah. than I did Blue Apron. It was more down to earth. It was more, it was quick to produce. The packaging is easy. I love yeah. the packaging. And then someone told me to try Home Chef. And oh. I love Home Chef. It's, it is exactly the what I didn't like with HelloFresh because at that time there would be only six meal options. But if I selected the steak, I had to choose the chicken and the shrimp. It wouldn't let you pick any six you wanted. Oh, it was, okay. and that's changed yeah, since then. Yeah, it's not then. like that anymore. Um, but Home Chef has like eighteen different things you can choose from. Okay, you can choose one. You can choose seven. You can choose as many as you want to. So it's not three every week. So if there's only one that you like, you can just get that. Um, they're very easy to make, and I really, really like Home Chef. And then recently I tried Green Chef, which has keto options. It has paleo options. It has um, vegetarian options. See, what's so interesting to me is that that space is becoming so congested. Right? Like so many different mail order meal kit things are just... It's crazy. I don't know how they're all doing it. But what I like is like all of my friends get free boxes occasionally. And they're like, hey, Bobby, you want a free box? That's how I tried Green Chef. It was an $80 box of food for free. Sure, I'll try that. Sarah and I started trying one called Every Plate. Um, We took kind of a hiatus here for for the last month just because we were too busy to cook. Right. And sometimes that just is going to happen. I don't know how many eggs I have in my fridge at the moment. But Every Plate was awesome because it's cheap. Like yeah. super cheap, and the quality of the food seemed just as good, and right. I was pretty happy with it. The only thing that sucked was the packaging. Is that the one that's done through Walmart, or is that plated? I think I think plated. that's plated. plated. Yeah, think plated. every I'm plate getting, is independent. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm getting them all. Like it's become saturated. It's we're getting too them all. Saturated. Yeah, yeah, we're getting them all yeah. confused. So, what's back to school season? It is, oh my Does that gosh. matter to you yet, though? No, with your not really. One? She's been going to school five days a week this this whole. Oh, well, really? Only four days a week because my wife had Fridays off. But she goes to school year round. It's right. it's great. Well, <laughs> just so you know, those days come to a crashing end. Exhibit B across the room. Uh, he starts back to school tomorrow. Oh my gosh! I know. And we have a board of directors meeting, and I'm like, it's first day of school. I'm gonna be a little late. Sorry, I'm I'm a horrible incoming president are you it's do fine like but my kids come pictures first. and be like oh well we did that last is he second year grade? no he'll be first grade first grade so last year was kindergarten and he had a broken arm he started he started kindergarten with a broken arm and so we had all the fancy photos then of him holding his going to kindergarten Aww. with a broken arm um thing because he broke it on back to school night at kindergarten play, play, playground roundup oh no he fell off the monkey bars it was fun poor buddy uh-huh yeah well he fell it was really funny because he fell off the monkey bars and his face was all scratched up from the mulch and i'm like and he starts crying and i'm like Oh, stop crying, buddy. Stop crying. All your friends will make fun of you because you're crying. <laughs> and then I... Mom! Leave. I know. <laughs> then 
this is he tell, he tells the story too and then i looked down and i noticed his arm was in the shape of a question mark and i was like oh, oh my god okay cry 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 <laughs> <laughs> if your friends ever... make fun of you right now, then they, they, they... they're just like, well, he was crying because he fell. And I was like, there's, he just met these people for the first time. And then, oh, no, you have a broken arm. Go ahead. Cry. You will forever it's be fine. that kid. If forever, it's going to be, oh, he's the one that broke his arm. You know, at the... Apparently at the kindergarten roundup for like the last three years, a kid has broken their arm every single year. And so like, it just, it was my kid's year. It's fine. Um, I'm the PTA treasurer, and so like they're gonna make me like um, stand and stake off the monkey bars this year, so no kids get on the monkey bars and break their arm at uh, kindergarten roundup. So that's, yeah, it's fun. So I did have something actually, okay. and maybe it's something that I missed and that I should have known. But I started watching the newest season of Queer Eye, oh. which is probably one of Thank my favorite you for things on this Netflix. Up. And they're still in Kansas City. Yes. What is going on? What like is that? Are we their new base? And did you know one is of our this... realtor friends is one of the episodes? No. I thought that's why you brought it up. No, I I haven't finished the season. You're oh. spoiling it for me. Episode? No, I posted it on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Episode seven. They're at Veterans Community Project. Oh, really? With Brandon. Um, Brandon's the 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 guy on there with them. He's one of the veterans founders. But okay. then Mark Solomon, our <gasps> our previous uh, podcast, was he guest, one of the nominators? He, yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he was. Well, I don't know. He's in the. I don't know. Him and his wife are in the episode. Awesome. And there's just last weekend or a couple weekends ago, because I've lost track of time, they had a big uh, premiere of the show down at Power and Light. They showed it up on the big screen. Oh, that's Like there was awesome. a big party down at How Power and Light. How did I miss for... all of this? See, I just brought this up because you're like, Where I, I like Queer Eye. Well, see, and also, we just interviewed Tamara Day right. like three or four episodes ago. Right. Oh, we really need to try to get Bobby. We need to try to get Bobby on our show. I think we could do it. We need to work and get Bobby. He's the one that does the house okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. He's like the design okay. guy. Yeah. Okay. Because so we, we're gonna we have work two Alexes this. in the room. We have two Bobbies in the room and we just all be oh, completely that's confused. True. <laughs> this is just going to be a disaster, <laughs> but we're going to do it. We've got to work on this. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. We can get Bobby. I mean, she's our friend now. Right? He. She. No. What? Tamara's our friend. Tamara's our friend now. So, so we can work with all of our we connections that we have. We can work with Tamara have. to get Bobby. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. We can work our connections. They've got like the reality they, show. You know like they the, all do. They all know each other. You they know have they their, do. They intermingle. We're going to have to start having celebrities on Maybe here. Maybe they have and they the all same talk. agent. I'm saying it's all in Kansas City mm. right now. We've got to make this happen. I'm just saying. He has to bring Jonathan People know too. people. I need Jonathan to help me with my grooming. Yeah. We're on it. We're on it. We got it. But no, Mark is um, on episode seven. Awesome. Soldier Returns Home is the name of the episode. So when I get can't there, wait to watch. I'm on like episode six right now. Okay. Oh, you're spoiler so alert. I'm really close. You're really close. Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, they're using they're doing some girl who like is into hydraulic cars and stuff. I mean, oh. it's, it's intense. All right. It's good. It's okay. good. Queer Eye for the Win. I like it. It's okay. awesome. Wait, All what right, are so we talking about? We're going to talk about condos today. Sp oh. Wow. And can I just say that one of the, sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> Alex got really excited about condos, y'all. Well, one of the things that's really awesome is that I think that the Queer Eye guys are, have been staying um, really close to the Western Auto Lofts. I oh. think that maybe in one of the Western Auto Loft 
buildings wow. possibly well i only know this because it's always You're like a stalker that's no, why it's because it shows a picture of the western auto loss every time it's like the fab five loft down below so i'm only Got making it. an assumption um it's but pretty it, educated guess actually it, it seems well, like that is the case i wonder if our guest carrie winters if maybe she'll know about this maybe she might be she recently did a latte and learn about it so she might know all the things about all the condos in all of kansas city that would be amazing that would be so amazing cool well should we bring her in sure let's bring her oh, in. wait did you have a book bit Oh, I do have a book. Why do we always forget the book bit? I don't know why. We do. Oh, somebody would somebody would send us an email at our Gosh. new email, realtalk at kcrer.com if we forgot it, though. Because <laughs> I know y'all are listening. You're excited about this. All right. Do, 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 Bobby's book bit. So uh, a few episodes ago, I don't know. I'm not going to guess how many episodes it was. I did... Um, Oh, goodness. The Tribe of Mentors book by Tim Ferriss. So I went back to my Tim Ferriss stack and I picked another one of his books and it's called Tools of Titans. Um, and it's and, and what I like about this book is it's everything Tim has learned about wealth and health and success and freedom um, from the interviews he's done on his podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show. So I felt like we were bridging the worlds between wow. books and yes. podcasts. Important. That's good. Right? Um, and I love the quote um, from the book of, the world is changed by your example, not your opinion. Oh, mm. that's deep. Because it makes good. me think back to Facebook and Facebook fighting and everyone just putting their opinions yep. out there. You're never going to change anybody's opinions fighting on Facebook. Nope. But if you go out there and you live a life a certain way and you set an example, other people will want to follow in that. It and doesn't that matter might how them. well written you are. It doesn't matter at all. You're just You're, people get more entrenched right. and more entrenched. That's true. So the three things that I learned. And I think these are things that we should already know, but sometimes I think we forget. And the very first one is there's no formulatic path to health, wealth, or wisdom. There's just not one way. There's uh, no recipe to just plug and play. There's different tools and tactics work best for everyone, and you just have to find the way that works best for you. If there was just a one way to do it, we would all be doing it. Right. Well, most of us would be doing it. <laughs> not everyone. Um, the second thing is one of the first things you should learn to combat is peer pressure. Hmm. So who often the people around us will take us off of getting our goals sometimes because they're jealous. It's kind of like when you're on a diet and you tell everybody, I'm on a diet, I'm not eating any sugar, I'm not doing this. And at least one of the friends will be like, here's some chocolate cake. Because <laughs> it's not that they don't want to see you succeed at their goals, but they don't want to fail at their own goals. Mm. So they'll try to sabotage you. Peer pressure will fight you in that way. Um, you need thick skin and a mule's attitude to beat peer pressure to do your thing. You must be stubborn and swim upstream to take the rare actions that are needed to find success. And then the last one is you can only be creative if your life offers you the space to be creative in. Um, too often, I think especially in the real estate space, we see all these real estate gurus out there telling us how to sell real estate when they've never sold a bit of real estate ever themselves. Mm -hmm. You have to get in the trenches. You have to have the experiences yourself. And then you can tell the stories that happen from it. But you right. can't just be standing on the sidelines Coaching talking about it. Co oh. Coaching so in quotes. That's yes. my that's my book bit, Tools of Titans. But I think that the biggest takeaway from that is you just need to surround yourself with like good people. Yeah. You are the sum total yeah. of the five people closest that's to you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Let's go get Carrie Winters and bring her in here. Let's do it. All right. Condos. water bottle oh where'd you, like you get the water bottle at that is really neat i love it it's like my favorite thing people ask me about it all the time it's my metal ombre 
Realtor water bottle, and I got it at the Realtor merch store here at KCRER. The Realtor merch store. Have you not seen the Realtor merch store? Well, I thought they just had signs and stuff. No, 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 no. They've got all kinds of amazing things out there. Things that like you didn't even know you needed. Like what? Like there's this um, keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain. Oh, that sounds like a great and closing it's sh- gift. It's shaped like a house. Wow. There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors, they're very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very safety. It's not Realtor Safety Month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay. So it's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe, at dusk. And then you say say a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, You bury St. Joseph and you say a prayer. And then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, well, all of a sudden, we have a contract out of nowhere. All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell? Yes. And the Realtor Merch Store can do that for me? Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our Realtor members at. That's amazing. I love it. It's so So where can fun. we find the Realtor Merch Store? It's located at the KCRER Leewood office. Awesome. Yeah. Well- Next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done here. We're going shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around Mm -hmm. the merch store, and I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. All right. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. And we are here with our guest, Carrie Winters. She is a lender with Prime Lending. Um, just to give you a little background experience, how long have you been a lender and probably how many condos, because that's what we're talking about today, have you done loans on? Well, I've been in the mortgage industry for 25 years, condo focused for 19 and I couldn't even imagine how many, but a lot. <laughs> okay. That's good. What I hear you say is that you're an expert about what we're about to talk about. Well, I I would like to profess to be an expert. It's a very um, detailed property type and all of the uh, requirements mm-hmm. with KCRER's contracts, as well as uh, the lending op- options available to condominiums mm-hmm. are completely different than the other property types that are usually lumped into a maintenance-free HOA paying property. Well, so- I feel like I'm actually going to learn a lot here because I am. Um, I live up in St. Joe. I'm a St. Joe agent. Um, I'm going to be board president for KCRAR, but like this whole like St. Joe, Kansas City thing, like there's massive divisions, and we don't have condos up in St. Joe. You do have some. Well, we have yeah. There's but not many. Not very. Not the many. concentration we certainly have here. Right. There's like a building. And that's about, we have a few downtown, but that's, we really don't have them. So I'm excited to kind of learn some things. I know Alex has done a couple. So Alex, what do, where should we start with questions? Oh gosh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> no, well, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> like, oh, I can go. I got this. So what are some major pitfalls that we can run into as agents when we're doing a condo versus when we're doing single family residences? Right. Great question. Again, a property that has maintenance free HOA paying is not necessarily a condo. We tend to lump them into the synonymous term. But in fact, if it's a true townhome or townhouse, a loft, 
a patio home. Those are PUDs, plan unit developments. Therefore, you don't have all the litmus tests that you do as a, for a Oh, my condo. gosh, Carrie, you just opened, like, the biggest can of worms. So, <laughs> so even with the people that I work with on a regular basis and who I know have sold condos before and have sold a significant amount of real estate, there is debate and discussion about what the difference is between like half of the things that you just said. So sometimes you have people that are calling certain townhomes condos and sometimes certain patios are called townhouses. It's, it's confusing. So can you break that down for us a little bit? Is that a big ask? Sure, um, kind of. Yeah. You um, touched on it at Latte and Learn, which was an hour and a half course. So within it, the first half hour was devoted to exactly what you're describing. Um, what I had in a, a nutshell, recommended that anybody do when in doubt if the condominium legal description does not I mean if the legal description does not state condominium without a shadow of a doubt in it or when you drive into the the um, community and it doesn't say condominiums on it Mm -hmm. you need to get with your title partner your title company partner and work with them to to truly figure out what that property type is I used an example um it can have townhomes or townhouses in the name. It can say a subdivision of Kansas City, Missouri, for example, in the legal, but it could be a, a condominium. So it's not just judge a book by its cover on the legal description sure. alone, unless it's absolutely blatant. Interesting. So who makes that call as to whether or not something is considered a condo? Again, the legal documents that are filed with the title. Sure. That is the the best blatant way. Of course, we don't usually get title work. So that's until... the way that we know. But when is that decided? Who decides that? Right. Is it just like when it's developed or? Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. I'm understanding you now. No, it's <laughs> a little okay. earlier for me without <laughs> no my first cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> the um, developer will choose to develop a condominium association mainly because they get incentives. Okay. So when we hear of TIF, tax in- increment financing or mm-hmm. tax abatement, those are some incentives that are given to develop a, a, an association that way versus a, t- a townhouse or a, a planned unit development, patio home, villa. Sure. But a lot of those terms, too, villa, townhome, townhouse, those are marketing terms. They, they're a sexier term to right. use that really can be, in fact, a condominium. So, again, it is very tricky. I get tripped up, and I've been working on them for 19 years. Right. You've got to go find those legal docs that are filed with the, the title commitment. You know, the schedule B that when you get your title work, uh-huh. you go, yeah, I got the title work, and I put it in my file. Yeah. And don't read, read it. it. Yes. <laughs> you should read it. It oh, would have absolutely. it there. But of course, we usually don't get title work until a lot later in the transaction, which is why you tie into your bestie at the title company and say, hey, I'm having a trouble here. It's not blatantly saying condo to me. I'm hearing the seller saying condo. I'm hearing um, someone at the water cooler saying it's a townhouse, I need to know definitively. And and why even more importantly, it's the marketing to which buyers are available to what financing. That's the other really big problem I see with the MLS condo hot sheet. Every mm-hmm. day I get it, and usually every day there's an error made. There's somebody saying that FHA financing is it's available, available and it's, it's not. not. Yep. yep. Yeah. Or their, their marketing is a condo, and it's really a townhome, and that's a travesty sure. because on a townhome, it's a planned unit development. All financing is available. You've just alienated FHA, VA, right. bond, loan, buyers, for example, for no reason when you could have just taken the extra step yeah. of wow. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. So I guess that kind of brings uh, maybe a controversial question, and I don't mean to be controversial, but when yeah, you're you working do. when you're working with agents who very clearly don't know what they're doing on a condo, um, 
how can you tell? Like, what are what are the, some of the things that you see people running into when it's maybe their first condo experience? It looks like a townhouse. I, I, it's a townhouse. It says townhouse on the marquee. It, you know, someone told me that. The seller told me that. Sure. All of these things are noble, and they probably should be somewhat right. But there's a clinical way of determining it, and it, it's just not that much harder to take the extra step. Yeah. As well as marketing it improperly, you also have a the KCRER contract requires the condominium mm-hmm. seller's disclosure, which is very important. It not only has specifics to condos, there's a whole array of paperwork that supp- is, says it's, by law, right, sellers are to require, and it yeah. gives you specific dates. No one, hardly anyone is following that. Then in Missouri, there's a condo resale certificate mm-hmm. that's required by Missouri realtors, and it has seven key items that are supposed to be attached to that certificate. Declaration, yeah, right. All that stuff, rarely if ever, we're requiring it not at my company because of the liability piece. Right, and honestly, that's the name of the the game. The problem that agents are doing is cavalier listing these things, not doing that paperwork, and the minute that there's a problem, that's when the attorney goes and says, "Aha." If they would have provided this, mm-hmm. you would have known that, and shame on them. And we're going to sue them and sue the la la and everybody else in the food chain. And that's an, it's not necessary. I also used an example at the Latte and Learn of, I see on MLS, hot sheet, wonderful investment opportunity. Okay, <laughs> I know for a fact that association does not allow rentals whatsoever. That's a huge problem. If you go sell the property as an investment property, you do not provide them with the legal, descript- the legal docs. Rather, you close on that loan, and then the, Mrs. Kravitz comes out from the HOA because there's always one of them enforcing the <laughs> rules. Kra- oh, yeah. And she says, she is. You, are, you can't rent this, and you have a huge lawsuit. Yeah. Or the other example I used was, you know, Grandma Betty has her bull mastiff and her chicken that she wants to live with in this <laughs> condo. But, I mean, I'm just trying to say right. it says two pets. They can't weigh more than 50 pounds, and it says no chickens. Yeah. You, you can't just assume <laughs> yeah. that everything. Sure. So it's You have to abide. The difference of a condo and a HOA association is a condo, you own your property, and you have to abide by the communal rules. Right, mm-hmm. and, the community area right. rules, yeah. Exactly, okay. and so people just think it's like a house, and it's not. Yeah. There's rules and regulations. There's legal, you know. There's that, restrictions on what you can do with your own personal correct. property. You can't go out and yeah. paint it usually. You can't even sometimes do plantings outside. Right. Mm. You have to follow the rules, and that's why those – I believe that the contract requires all those legal docs so that even if they don't read them, they have the ability to read them and understand when they buy it that they made an error in thinking they could add a garage on it, for example. Now, I'll go back as the, the dummy in the room, and I'm okay with that role because I'm kind of used to it. Um, whenever you were talking about the, the Missouri Realtor form that has like the seven things, you listed a couple and you kind of both like, oh, yeah, 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 because you both know what those seven things are. What could you... Describe them a little bit more in detail for those people who don't know what those sure, seven sure. things are. Well, they you are. Don't they, need all seven, but just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, again, they're listed on, it's called the Missouri Condo Resale Certificate. And it's kind of silly that it's named that because you need them on all condos, even if it's a brand new one. Okay. Um, it's required to be completed by the HOA. So that's either the property management company or the um, board member mm-hmm. of the HOA. Usually costs money, which I'm okay. kind of gunning a little off track here too, but this is another, okay. another thing that I reiterated in the Latte and Learn. 
everybody's got a handout, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not letting these sellers know in advance that all this paperwork is necessary and these, these things cost money, they're furious when they find out it is. And I've heard they sometimes take time. Sometimes oh, it's it really hard yeah. to get people to fill out that form. Absolutely. One of the HOA management companies locally charges a rush fee of $125 on top of the fee to complete the forms or provide the legal documents, for example. Or you have to wait six to ten business days, which is absurd. I mean, wow. God created the world right. at seven. Right. I mean, give me yeah. a break. You know? Exactly. But they're obviously forcing your hands so that you will pay the rush fee mm-hmm. to be able to get this stuff. But going back to Missouri uh, Condo Resale Cert, it has the form that has pertinent information that's very valuable to the buyer. It says right on the top of it, before an execution of a contract or before the conveyance of the property. Obviously, it'd be much smarter to give it to them ahead of time, right? Right. right. Instead of giving it to them at the end, mm-hmm. because then you're already at the end, and then if they have a problem with it, it states if there's litigation, what the balance of the reserve is, which is the funding that is mm-hmm. set aside mm-hmm. for big capital problems or improvements that inevitably are necessary. There's all sorts of good meat in there. HOA dues, if there's any special assessments, which are huge. And most of the time I see this included, not most of the time, maybe half the time I see this included with supplements on MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other half of the time it's not. And it's like, oh, gosh. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Do they even did know you, they need right. it? Did you do it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so the seven things, there's the declaration of condominium, which is the legal doc that's filed with the the plat with the legal description on the title commitment, mm-hmm. that's a requirement of a condo. And it's just, it's, it's the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, how many units, if there's future development, how the insurance is outlined, et cetera. The there's, chickens you can't bring in. Exactly. <laughs> there is an outline on those, usually on pets. Um, bylaws, you have your budget that's a requirement, the insurance, how the property's insured. There is... As I recall, maybe the balance sheet or income and, and so. expense yeah. statement. So, you know, again. Yeah. So, the, you know, it's a healthy HOA right. and there's not an impending assessment or coming not. down the road. Or yeah. not. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're getting full disclosure. It's, mm-hmm. it's, or it maybe is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I like to know that I'm going to be owing $20,000 in the fall right. to put in the kitty because we have a big foundation problem. Excuse me, you know, or is it just, mm-hmm. we're going to go do a reserve study, which is a very smart, um, hiring of a company that comes in and actually evaluates the association and the state of all of its large ticket items and actually kind makes of a plan. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they go, it. yeah, it's very cool. A lot of them don't do them, but if they do, it is actually mentioned on that contract, KCRER mm. contract. If it's available, you need to provide it five days after listing date, I believe was the time frame. Nobody knows I think this. you know our forms better than most Nobody like did. It, yeah. I mean, I could just see the deer in the headlights look like, really? I didn't know. But it's, <laughs> you know, tiny written in there. Right. Um, but yeah, all of these things are helpful. Again, you know that it's, yeah, all uh, special assessments, there's um, a healthy or not healthy association. The insurance, I know this might sound silly, but most condos are insuring the exterior of the property. It's called, um, you know, the, the master mm-hmm. association mm-hmm. Right. insurance. Then you're required as the owner to get what's called HO6 condo interior insurance. Sometimes it says walls in, sometimes it says studs in. Maybe sounds wow. like semantics. It's no. a big difference. Yeah. And if you have a high-rise situation, you want to get the overflow Oh, um, insurance so that if the pipes break above you mm. or yeah. below you, you're covering that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of meat in that too mm-hmm. that people are like, yeah, whatever, Not here you go, it. right? Yeah. But it, you know, 
if you're doing the right seller's disclosure, though, the condominiums one, it explains right there what your HOA dues include as well. So, you know, you're you're covering your bases sure. both ways, in my opinion. So you're saying there's a lot of details in condos. There's a very lot of detail in condos. And it, it it's I think it's really great. I'm not trying to sound like Eddie Haskell, but KCRER has done a very good job of trying to protect you as an agent and representing either the buyer or the seller in that mm-hmm. case. It's just unfortunate that I think when you go to class and you learn so much all at once and it's baptism by fire when you get your license, that it's overlooked that this is a really big deal. And I am only entrenched in it so often that I see so many lawsuits that I could see could be avoided. Like the example of the rental mm-hmm. yeah. that was sold as a rental. Where did I come up with that? Because it's it a real job. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and so if you enlisted with other a lender a title company i used county records is another mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. try although it's again not always definitive if it doesn't say condominium in it you got to go a step further you know this is really interesting because it, and obviously we know that this is true but when you're thinking about condos when there are all these details that need to be there it, you've got you really kind of need both agents to know what they're doing. Oh, heck I mean, yeah. it, it's it's not it, one agent cannot carry the load when there are this many details mm-hmm. to be conveyed to both sides. You know, right. it, 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 that makes it a little bit more complicated. Right. So do you feel like if uh, how, how easy do you think that this stuff is to learn? Do you feel like somebody could go to your latte and learn and come away with a working knowledge and start trying to? to do condos or do you think that it you need to go through like a mentorship process with somebody that understands condos and then start running with it this is a very long question it is I know, I'm sorry. just kidding I'm and totally... it was along the same line i was gonna have a similar question is it's really different when you sit in a classroom and you learn something mm-hmm. as opposed to when you actually go and put it in practice because I, I I think there has to be a two for one at there least does. for me. When when can I stop referring my condo business out, and when can I yeah, jump in and jump start do doing it. it? Okay, so in my opinion, after the latte and learn, I feel like they had enough to make them dangerous anyway. Right. I I, <laughs> I brought up enough great points. I brought up thirty minutes of of identifying the property type, thirty minutes of KCRER and Missouri Realtor requirements by the contract. The other final 30 minutes was on financing. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison Trevor came up with a great idea. Again, not trying to sound like Eddie Haskell, but she was very kind to say, let's make a checklist mm-hmm. of all those documents that are needed and the timeline that they're mm-hmm. due. And so they walked away on Friday with a checklist that I hope they keep in a file that every time they get a condo or a townhome property type, you know, a, mm-hmm. a property uh-huh. type, I mean, that's townhome loft, patio home, you know, and, I, and look, because at the very top it says, first identify property type if it's a condo then proceed with x y and z so yeah i I do think that they have enough of course baptism by fire Mm -hmm. is the way that real estate and lending works that's how it works i think it would be in a perfect world a great idea for every office or every company to have a condo conduit or something Mm -hmm. if you want to call it so because i think those are if if I had to guess, probably some of the biggest lawsuits that go on in real estate companies are involving condos. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, that would be of my opinion. I know a broker that has four going right now on wow. condos. Yeah, so, we had a, I, I used to be the team leader for Keller Williams, Kansas City North. So, you know, almost 450 agents over there. And we had several lawsuits over condos, um, specifically about undisclosed special assessments. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a huge yeah. one Correct. that came up. And... Um, 
Yeah. No, I agree. And I went a step further on that checklist and suggested two items. One would be, and it's not a requirement of the, co- the contracts or anything, um, obtaining two months of, of, I mean, the two last minutes of HOA or oh, board meetings. Ooh, like that because in yeah. there, you get a lot of meat. They're going to be discussing if an upcoming special right. assessment mm-hmm. is coming or if there are foundation problems or roof leaking or mold issues, things that are not only important to a buyer or a seller understanding mm-hmm. it, but also to a lender. Right. You know, if it's an environmental issue, you can have a lot bigger issue than if it's just you know, general wear and tear or something like that. Or yeah, if they are going in deficit in their their, um, reserve, Mm -hmm. big flags, maybe still buy there, but you want to be notified. I think it's great meat. You hand them over to the the buyer or the seller and say, here you go. You know, you can do with it as you may, but Mm -hmm. at least we've tried to kind of give you some outline that there may be something upcoming down the road. They don't have to disclose it right now because it's not voted on. It's not completed, but you have some knowledge of it. You also can know when they're having an annual meeting, which might be helpful to someone who's buying. Mm -hmm. And some of them say the Pledge of Allegiance before the meeting, which I think is very cute. I love it. That's awesome. You know, knowledge is power. And so many times, we've been talking lawsuits a lot. So many of the lawsuits come back to, but my realtor didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. So the more things we can provide, whether we think that's our job or it's not, they think it is. And so the more things we can give them, just even as a CYA, the, the better we all are off and the better, the happier brokers typically are with us because I know we make our brokers pull their hair out. It's a job <laughs> I would never do. That's the uh, You know, it's something we brought up also in Latte Learn, which I wanted to keep driving home, and I felt like I was browbeating the point. But, for example, on the seller's disclosure, it says seller's disclosure for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's the seller's obligation. Right. The seller is to obtain it. It states right there, it, your failure to not live in that property. If it's a rental property, does not exclude you from getting this information. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're leaving things blank and you're not sh- you know, getting mm-hmm. on them to get it fixed and then you have a lawsuit that ensues, Shame on both of you, no offense, right. because it's very clear. There's blanks, there's boxes. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you don't know anything. Right. right. <laughs> but you have to pay for it, generally sure. speaking, anyway. The HOA right. or mm-hmm. property management company, is uh, HOA board member or property management company is going to have to be you know, brought in to yeah. either provide the documentation or give you the answers. Right. So while you're at it, why not do it the right way? And right. then also obtain all the docs that you need. And if it's, there's a charge, then the seller knows. But it's on their back. It does right. not say the real estate agent. Sure. Right. There's a reason why it's called seller's disclosure. Right. And you can't just mm-hmm. stick your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. It's You have a duty and obligation to go find right. out and right. push your people to get that and done. And that's what I'm saying. You, you, you're going, okay, I've got it. Here mm-hmm. you go. And half of it says not available. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? No. Well, oh, and you're making the <laughs> Sorry, this is bad, but you're making the assumption that the listing agent read the seller's yeah, disclosure. Right. Which is a horrifying oh, right, thing. Right, right. That's but, cute. Oh, my gosh. Right. I got signatures and DocuSign. Mm-hmm. It says I'm ready to go. Go. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, I've got it. I mean, right. yeah. us lenders do the same thing. But you know, well, it was like you were talking about taking your title policy and just putting it in your. As, as a former title girl, that just like I got my section B. I'm looking at my requirements. I know exactly what I'm going to look at my exceptions. I'm going to know mm-hmm. everything. But it's so often when I tell, I ask questions about, you know what's on the title who's in title all those people just look at me like I got three heads and I'm like you didn't even look at your commitment are you kidding me like that is such a wealth of information absolutely and it's so e- it's so easy to understand if you if you're literate and you can read words commitments are really easy to understand absolutely no I totally agree well and if if 
for some reason it's been overlooked a lawsuit that's part of the HOA will be mm-hmm. filed on there too mm-hmm. if in fact they're under litigation again is it somebody embezzled all the money right. or is it you know little old lady is mad because her roof is leaking in a tiny corner and it makes her upset you know what i'm saying right, right. there's a big pendulum swing of yeah. HOA lawsuits and yeah. their effect on people buying or not and the lending so Awesome, Carrie. Well, well, is there anything else that we yeah. need? To, Bobby has the question. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't asked you today that we should have asked you? We touched on it a little bit on the break, and um, I really feel like agents need to go a step further when they're listing a property to ensure what financing is available mm-hmm. there. Great. Even cash buyers get loans. Right. A lot of them do, yep. actually. Oh, yeah. So to assume that oh, they wrote a cash, you know, or somebody's going to buy this in cash because it's a million-dollar deal. I, I, I think that's not a, right. the smartest not way always to go. Way right. Yep. And so my second part in the checklist that I mentioned getting HOA meeting minutes, I also mentioned getting the condo questionnaire, and that's part of a huge part of what we discussed in the thirty last 30 minutes of the Latte and Learn, and that's a lender item. It's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, okay. and it answers all your pertinent information. To me, you'd be very smart as a listing agent to obtain that and get your lender, you know, partner to re- look it through mm-hmm. and give you an answer one way or the other. They can also look on get, get, uh, HUD.gov or VA's website and tell you if those properties are FHA or VA approved. Just because they're listed there does not mean they still are approved. And I know <laughs> right. these sound like, but these are like daily yeah. problems. Yeah. I just, as well, I was driving out here, we want to know if this is, if we can get this FHA approved, we need to close in two weeks. <gasps> that, I'll tell you when you're not closing. Not how that yeah. works. Two not weeks. two weeks. Right. 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 Oh I mean, gosh. it's not fast food. It's no. a whole myriad of information. You're relying on the government. Yeah. It could possibly be done. Did and you have to pay attention because sometimes it's expired. Mm-hmm. I've seen somewhere they don't renew their... Yeah. Uh, Correct. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When you get on there, right. you go, oh, it's there. You nope. need to go to the right. Yeah. I yeah. even mentioned this there. Go to the Jeez. right. And it says right there, if it's approved, expired, withdrawn, rejected, mm-hmm. and then you need to dig deeper. You know, have your lender referral partner dig deeper. VAs, um, yeah, excuse me, FHA, you have to get renewed every two years. It's called recertification. VA, once you're in the club, you're it's there. very rare when you ever get it suspended. But just still that you occasionally see rejected yeah. or withdrawn yeah. or whatever. And so you do need to look in that meat too. But what um, I hear telling people is to swipe right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing. Ooh, hey. <laughs> or swipe down. I don't know. <laughs> just look at the status of it. I mean, I know right. these select elementary things. And I know I, I sold a condo that I owned as an investment property four years ago. And because I, of my exposure to all of you, I just thought I'm going to throw it on the market, pay a, a 4% commission fee, mm-hmm. you know, because I want you all to bring buyers. Right. I will tell you that two months, six weeks, and when I finally got under contract, was grueling. What oh, you all do uh-huh. for your money is insane, okay? You said you would never want to be a broker. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to say never want to, but I have a utmost respect for what you do now. Why, in that case, would you go and cavalier list a condo that you can't even get financed because there's a huge sure. lawsuit? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's mind-boggling to me. Right. Why? And then you're dragging people or having people drag through the place, having your seller keep it clean. You work a contract all night long. You got these people so jazzed up to buy the place. 
and a week and a half later after inspections, it's not FHA approved. Carrie, can you get it FHA approved? You know, it's like that was such <laughs> yeah. a waste of time. Right. Yeah. And there's a for lot everybody. Of, there's and a, the emotions oh. that got invested during that time. Yeah. And look at your exposure as your reputation. Oh, yeah. You're realtors. You went to all this trouble to get a license, and here you are looking like a yeah. really disorganized, unprofessional, mm-hmm. because you didn't take totally. a minute just to go check yeah. out. Right. To the right, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's not listed there at all. It's right. not FHA approved. Right. You, it, everybody's knowledge is power. Everybody is. is fine, but th- th- heck, conventional anymore lets you put three percent down versus three and a half is FHA. Mm-hmm. So in fact, there's usually other alternatives. But if you have to go FHA, right. don't let them look at it. Don't right. let them fall in love with it. Yeah. Don't let everybody have this craziness ensue. It's just so avoidable. It is, and it's just unfortunate, and it yeah. happens every single day and i have to admit it wears me out sometimes oh, yeah. you know fourth of july weekend i had two dramas you know the winds i was thinking i'm getting out of here at 3 30 gonna yeah. have a little fun at the pool and it was no. like damn the dog and the cat and the kids are on the moving truck and what do you mean it's is this a condo i'm not kidding the email came over and it said xyz condominiums I'm like yeah it's a condominium right. what I, it's the legal description. Right. As a matter of fact, gosh. my grandparents used to live there, and they lived next door to the marquee that said XYZ Con- condominiums. Man. Why did well, – because it looks like a townhome. Because my person uh, – I office, don't care so, what it looked you know, like. And so we're closing it this week, okay? But bottom line is, why did – you know, the agents were furious. We were scrambling on the Friday after – Fourth of July and riding our underwriters and blah, blah, blah. And I understand as a loan officer taking the responsibility because you dorked, but didn't have to go through all that. Nobody did. But no offense, everybody had their hand in the cookie jar. Right. First, starting with the listing agent. I'm telling you, there's a marquee. I took a picture and sent it to the loan officer. I said, I'm sorry. This really annoys me. Should have been clear. You drive right into the place. If they didn't, they're not going to spend thousands of dollars making a marquee that says condominiums on it, but it's not condominium. Now, if it says townhouses, Let's go deeper. Yeah. It could be a condo. It's awesome. There you go. Well, this I is great, it. Carrie. This is a lot of really great information. Yep. Full of it. I awesome. love it. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Carrie, so much. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.